Hey friends, this is Julia. I wanted to thank you all for listening. I've gotten a lot of new listeners lately and I really appreciate your support. I hope um, you're finding it empowering and I would love if you would share these episodes with your friends. And if you even felt like it, you could rate and review my episodes. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just most podcast platforms. So anyway, first of all, I want to thank you guys for being supportive of this hobby that I've kind of taken up. And also, I was going to put something to the test today. I like to share quotes, but I never pay close enough attention to the quotes to be able to share them exactly. But I recently heard the one that from Albert Einstein where he said, if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well enough. And so what I've been trying to do is just explain things simply. I like to take things down to basics and explain it hopefully in a way that you haven't heard before or maybe kind of sinks in for you in a new way. So I hope I've been successful at that. And I especially hope I'm going to be successful at that today because I've taken on a very big topic. Today I wanted to chat about emotional maturity. Another way of saying this is emotional maturity or I'm going to make it a little bit broad. emotional intelligence, emotional resilience, but maybe the best definition is emotional fitness because we can have emotional intelligence, meaning like knowledge of how we should be managing our emotions and how we're responsible for how we interact with others and how we come across and things like that. But if we don't practice emotional fitness, practicing these things, doing them, applying new concepts, then it's not going to make any difference in our lives. You know, I can have physical intelligence. I am actually a personal trainer. That's true. I'm a certified personal trainer. So I have a lot of physical intelligence. I know things about muscles and how to build them and food and things like this. But if I don't actually practice those things and do them for myself, I'm not going to have that fitness. So the intelligence doesn't do us much good unless we practice it, work with it, and do it. So what I wanted to talk about today is kind of emotional fitness. What we need to be doing in order to be emotionally healthy. So first of all, so I want to just talk about what emotional maturity slash resilience slash fitness is, and then talk about why it's important and what we can do to build that and practice that for ourselves. Um, So emotional fitness, mainly the the main definition I think is taking responsibility for our own emotions. A lot of people have victim mentality and that sounds kind of dramatic, but really what victim mentality is, is when we blame our circumstances or how we feel on outside sources. Now that doesn't mean that we are thinking that we are responsible for things that happen to us. A lot of times what happened to us, like even as children, you know, a lot of people experience bad situations. That's not our fault. I'm not saying we take blame for things like um, things are our fault, but we take responsibility for how we want to deal with things. Um, There's another saying and it says, if you don't take responsibility for the emotional wounds that were inflicted on you that weren't your fault, you will bleed on others 
if you don't take the time to take responsibility for them and heal them. So that was a terrible paraphrasing. I should really find that quote and say it properly because it is very powerful. But our society kind of programs us to depend on outside sources to take care of us, to fulfill us, to make us happy, to tell us what to do. And not as often are we taught that the power is within us to create happiness. And not very many people are promoting the idea that we can heal ourselves. We oftentimes think that something on the outside has to change in order for us to heal, in order for us to be happy, in order for us to feel fulfilled. Um, And so we live with this flawed mindset that something out there is going to save us or is also responsible for changing how we feel. Um, Albert Ellis was one of the pioneers of psychology and he said the best years of your life are the ones in which you decide your problems are your own you don't blame them on your mother the ecology or the president you control your own destiny so being emotionally mature is a choice we have to make and the more we value who we are and what we have to offer offer the more responsible we'll be in developing that emotional maturity Um, It's easy to fall into victim mentality, Um, you know, just because that's kind of where society steers us and it takes real effort to take control of our emotions and recognize that we can control how we um, let them dictate our lives, whether or not we let them dictate our lives. A lot of people think just because they feel something then they need to act on that. You know, oh, I feel sad, so that means I'm gonna be blue and down in the dumps all day long. Well, an emotional mature person, emotionally mature person would think, well, I feel blue today, why is that? Where is this sadness coming from? It's not saying you don't feel the sadness or you ignore it or you stuff it down and eat cupcakes instead. But you examine the emotion, you look at the cause of the emotion, and then you decide responsibly how you can shift that emotion or what you need to do. You know, the emotion is a symptom that we need to look at. So by all means, we need to honor our emotions. We need to recognize them, but we don't need to let them run our day. When we do that, that is a recipe for chaos. Let's say somebody cuts me off in traffic and I decide to get angry about it and I come home and take it out on my family. You know, that's the sign of emotional immaturity. Emotional maturity would say, oh, somebody cut me off in traffic. They must be in a hurry or they probably didn't see me. And not letting that even evolve into anger. Emotional maturity encourages you to experience your feelings and emotions, but not let them dictate your response. When you allow your emotions and feelings to dictate your response, your tendency is to overreact, to inflict those emotions on other people, to project things onto other people, to kind of taint your relationships, to bring it into your relationships. And now you're going to trigger other people in all sorts of ways. 
Allowing your emotions to take over means that you don't choose your response with any kind of consideration. And then your emotions override your rational mind. And it really limits your relationships. It limits your interactions with people. And it really impedes the quality of your life. Choosing the appropriate response when you feel emotions requires kind of a calm mind, a a clarity. So you should experience your emotions and let them flow through you and feel them, but examine them. What are they trying to tell you? What do you need to do to kind of overcome the emotion? And what would be an appropriate response to that emotion? And what can you do to remedy the emotion and then return to a state of equilibrium? And I'm not saying these things are immediate. Sometimes it takes months and years to get to the root of kind of consistent and persistent emotional issues. Um, But the goal for all of us is to feel peaceful and to feel happy. And when we let our emotions take over, it's hard to do that. So there are a lot of characteristics that emotionally mature slash resilient slash fit people have. So I wanted to go through some of the common traits of emotionally mature people. You know, also I wanted to touch on one thing, you know, we think that like we become physically mature just automatically. Our bodies grow, we become physically mature, we get tall. And that just happens automatically. And I remember being young and thinking that emotional maturity was similar, like something shifted inside you as you grew to make you grown up. And only when I was grown up did I realize that wasn't the case. Um, And so being emotionally mature requires effort, education, practicing the skills, seeking out the skills, Um, understanding that we are responsible for how we show up in the world. We are responsible for how we influence our interactions with others and taking that responsibility seriously. You know, otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of grownups that still have the emotional skills of a toddler and they think when they're upset, they can throw a tantrum or they can blame other people for why things are wrong. And we've all been around people like that and it is a new fun Aldous Aldous Huxley said, experience is not what happens to you. It's how you interpret what happens to you. And an emotionally mature person doesn't rush to blame others for what happens to us, but tries to kind of shift our experiences in life, a lot of which we have no control over, but tries to shift them to see how we can be responsible in either fixing it or learning from it or remedying it. But blaming others is always taking the easy way out. So, emotionally mature people take responsibility for their own lives. They understand that current circumstances, maybe we didn't do anything to create the current circumstances, but we are responsible for what we do in the circumstance. So, we accept responsibility for where we're at in our life. And I'm not saying that means taking the blame for where we're at, but just accepting where you're at and accepting that things can go wrong, accepting that we are fallible, 
rolling with the punches, expecting that life is constantly about change and just assessing where you're at in each moment. What can I do? How can I become a better person because of this circumstance? What can I do to make this circumstance better? Um, And how can I still move towards my goals? What choices do I need to make to get the outcomes that I want? So we are an emotionally mature person recognizes that they have the power to change your actions and approve your outcomes regardless of the circumstance you find yourself in. Another uh, trait of emotionally mature people is that they are constantly seeking personal growth. So a lot of people spend time regretting the past and feeling anxious about the future. And by doing that, we lose the opportunities in the present and the, the life experiences we can gain from the past and the optimism we could feel about the future. So meeting future challenges requires learning and development. And so this is a key part of emotional maturity. We need to constantly adapt to the demands of the world world around us. And so we know that we have the ability to grow and to constantly become better. You know, a lot of people fear change. And we talked about that in my episodes on the subconscious mind. And one of the hard parts about life is that it is constantly changing. But our subconscious brain wants to constantly protect us from uncertainty and fear and so it's hard to accept that life is constantly changing we want to stay comfortable but something i've learned recently is that actually in life we will constantly be uncomfortable one way or another either we're going to be uncomfortable because we're going out of our comfort zone to produce change and growth and pushing ourselves trying to fulfill our potential or We're going to feel uncomfortable because we're stagnant and we're not doing things that challenge us to create growth. And we are kind of wallowing in stagnation and not improving. I've shared this quote a bazillion times, but it's from Sean Acor, who's a Harvard researcher who uh, researches happiness. And he said that joy is the feeling we have when we are fulfilling our potential. So when we're not doing that, we're going to be uncomfortable because we're not going to be happy. So we need to recognize that we're going to be uncomfortable one way or another. So what discomfort do you choose? We need to constantly be asking ourselves, what can I learn here and how can I grow from this? Lasting success and happiness comes from your ability to grow as a person. You were not meant to stagnate. So like all living things, we need to grow. Another sign of a emotionally mature person is they seek alternate views. You know, we don't believe that our way of looking at things is the only right way to look at things. We recognize that there are truths out there that maybe we don't understand and there are ways we do things that can be improved upon. So an emotionally mature person or emotionally fit and resilient person willingly seeks out the opinions and views of others. Now we don't feel threatened when people disagree with us, but we examine what they're offering. And if we recognize that maybe their way of doing things is better, we're happy to run with that. Um, 
Now, just because somebody offers a different way of looking at things, it doesn't threaten our self-concept because an emotionally mature person would feel confident in who they are. And again, we're not putting our, we're not blaming others for our lack of confidence or putting our self-concept in the hands of others, but just thinking, oh, is there something here that's valuable for me? An emotionally mature person also realizes that they don't have to do it all alone. You know, maybe we need to learn through shared experiences with the right people. And maybe those shared experiences will help us become more successful and make our growth a more enjoyable journey. Um, so that's another thought. Another sign of an emotionally or another trait of an emotionally mature person is that they would be resilient. There are always things that are going to go wrong. Life is always going to be changing. There will always be setbacks and major disappointments. A lot of people have this idea that life should be easy and that when it's difficult, something's wrong. Well, the journey is difficult and it's supposed to be difficult. It's through that difficulty that will grow. And it's actually mainly, I don't want to say only, but I kind of do want to say only it's through challenge that we grow. Um, so being adaptable and flexible helps you deal with setbacks and problems that come your way and experiencing your feelings is still a vital component of emotional maturity. Feelings and emotions have a purpose. Absolutely. They point us to areas where we need to grow or where we need to examine something. Maybe there's something wrong or something that's not working in our life and feeling difficult emotions or experiencing difficult situations helps us unearth areas in our lives that need improvement and then allows us to move forward in improving those. Um, so one of the, I think the most important, um, uh, traits, <laughs> that's funny. I've only said that word 5,000 times so far. One of the most important traits for me that I think is the trait of an emotionally mature person is a calm demeanor. It's hard to be calm 100% of the time, but you can be calm for most of the time because when you let your emotions kind of go off the rails and you really give in to those, you're not going to be calm. And then in your interactions with other people, you're going to trigger them and put them on the defense. You know, if I get upset about something and I really let that take over how I'm feeling, I'm going to put other people defensive on, on the defense and make them feel like they have to be on guard with me. And I've kind of shut off successful communication at that point. Or if I'm feeling fearful and I let myself spin off into anxiety, you know, I'm not going to be rational. I'm not going to be thinking about logical solutions to what I'm feeling. Um, so I can still feel the feelings, that, but that doesn't mean I need to let them run the show. Um, I actually decided years ago that I would stop yelling at my kids. Not that I ever screamed at them or anything, but I would raise my voice periodically as a mother. And I just stopped. I stopped yelling at them. I stopped yelling in arguments. And I just maintain a conversational tone, always. 
And I can feel my feelings, but I don't let it spill over into my relationships with other people. My feelings are my business and what's going on with them is my business. And when I want to engage with somebody to be productive and problem solve with them, letting my emotions take over is not going to be productive. So when I have emotional maturity and calmness, or all of us do, we don't overreact to anybody or anything because when we do, we escalate the problem. And it's easier and less stressful to problem solve with other people. When we remain calm, we can more um, be more objective about what needs to happen and what we are actually feeling. And then we can calmly communicate with other people, you know, and when you let your emotions take over in when you're feel, having a disagreement with somebody, it very often becomes about right and wrong. Who's right? Who's wrong? And we all want so badly to be right all the time. But, you know, we've all heard this, you know, do you want to be right or do you want to be friends? You know, so being emotionally mature is recognizing that I have my truth. You have your truth. How can we come together? and resolve this. So we need to be approachable when we're emotionally mature. We need to demonstrate that we're prepared to talk with people, not talk at them, not yell at them, but we care about our relationships with others and we care about our relationship with ourselves. Emotionally mature people communicate with care and concern and empathy for others and for ourselves. And so It takes time to kind of sit with the emotions before we react on the emotions. Now, the last trait of an emotionally mature person that I wanted to share is that they really have a lot of self-belief. And you know, this is something I love to talk about. So an emotionally mature person has respect for others, but they also have respect for themselves. And... People will treat us very often the way we treat ourselves. So we need to put as much emphasis on our relationship with ourselves as we do in our as our relationships that we have with other people. Because we cannot control other people. We can only control how we interact with other people. So we need to have a belief in ourselves that we trust ourselves to behave appropriately. We trust, trust ourselves to fulfill our own needs and to make choices that will create good outcomes for us. Um, When you have emotional maturity, sure, you realize that it's nice for other people to believe in you. It's nice for other people to do things that make you feel good, but it's not necessary because we are responsible for our own emotions. We are responsible for our own happiness. We are responsible for our own feelings. And as emotionally mature people, we realize that we have, or we can gain, all the tools we need to create a wonderful life for ourselves. We can create wonderful relationships. And our emotional maturity allows us that it may be difficult to do what we wanna do, and it may take time, and it may take a lot of effort. But if we put our minds to mind to it, we can create the outcome that we're looking for whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. So I encourage you all to use and develop your emotional maturity to take charge of your life, to create a vision for your life, and then use 
your tools that you develop to create success in your life. And you can create a happy and healthy life when you respect yourself and you respect others and you're responsible for the emotions that you bring into the world. When you develop emotional maturity, life becomes so much easier rather than a chore. When we rely on the outside world to dictate how we feel and think that our emotions control us, that is exhausting, it makes life a chore, and also we become very difficult to be around. An emotionally mature person is a joy to interact with. So I encourage you guys to put forth the effort, the practice, and the impatience it's gonna take to improve a little more every day But by doing so, you can create a happier, more fulfilled life and more fulfilling relationships. So I look forward to sharing more tips on how to help this happen. And thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.